Hello and welcome to New England Beer Reviews. My name's TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick and our very special guest, Liam Anderson, all the way from... You got this, right? No. Fucking, what am I thinking? Eh, whatever. Uh, from... <laughs> well, there's like, total, well, there's your problem. Uh, and lives with my donkeys now. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Podcasting. Yeah. Uh... So we're episode 16, uh, drinking You Got This Right from Vitamin C Brewing. Uh, everyone ready to crack? Three, two, one, crack. And as always, I've sprayed myself in the face. Uh, see, my girlfriend got that with the, uh, the other beer from today. Oh, was, oh I, yeah. I didn't do glasses. That's fine. No, I mostly do it just because I should be, like, posting pictures of the beers that we drink on Instagram, but I'm also lazy as fuck. I feel that. Yeah, I feel like we need to get better about social media, and, um, yeah. Step one to having having a successful podcast, have a successful Twitter account. (sighs) Yeah. And that's fucking delicious. Thanks for the snow globes, Emily. Yeah, <laughs> it was terrific. They they showed up very quickly, um, and uh, and my girlfriend gets the door, and the FedEx guy drops it off, and she's like, "Why are these snow globes addressed to you?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's beer. Don't worry about it. I'm going to be on a beer podcast. Don't worry about that. <laughs> what they sent me. Someone told me what they sent me." Yeah, actually, I came up with that because uh, I used to do a lot of beer trading, and I got a shipment from some dude in florida once and it came in a box that said fragile snow globes and it was like you are brilliant sir i am using that because you know that way like because you're technically not supposed to ship beer as like a an individual shipper so you know it's like all right well if it if you hear sloshy noises then you know snow globes yeah sure hey whatever works man right Pretty much. So, Liam, did you get a chance to try any of the others that I sent you? I devoured the nine. Yeah. Oh, it was so fucking good. I have the others in my fridge. Uh, yeah, I was trying to sort of savor them. Um, I'm going up to uh, to Mass uh, for Fourth of July weekend, and I'm doing. The, my parents don't drink, and I'm going to do the thing where I drag them to every brewery I want to go to. <laughs> yes. And, like I was, uh, I once went up to. I was going to Kennebunk with my parents, and my my dad is a little more relaxed about it than my mom. Neither of them have had a drink in thirty plus years. My mom is like, I really don't want to go into the liquor store for obvious reasons, and my dad's just like, we can win a Sailor Jerry Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> he's just out there like they're like, oh, is there anything I I can help you with? And he goes, I haven't had a drink in thirty years. As he's like trying to enter the sailor jerry contest <laughs> i mean a free jeep is a free jeep so right right i mean you can always get like some obnoxious rap if you you know really don't want to have the sailor jerry branding all over i it. feel like if i won a sailor jerry jeep i would be like that piece of shit who then got like a sailor jerry tattoo i'd have sailor jerry like i would be a brand like if you get like i listen the way I see it, it's, this is not the best way to look at it, but all of us are whores. It's just that some of us are getting paid, right? So like, yeah. give me the Sailor Jerry Jeep. 
I'll be your brand ambassador. I'll show up unwanted to bars. Be like, oh, hey, yeah. you guys want shots? It's like 1.30 in the morning. They're trying to close. I'm just like, no, no. no, no, no. Liam's not going home until everyone takes a shot. <laughs> Inconveniencing everyone for brand promotion. Oh, hell yeah. It's like, hey, who wants to see my full back Sailor Jerry tattoo? Sir, it's 2.45 a.m. Can we please go home? No! <laughs> no, party! Keep partying all the time! Don't you no guys... Yes. Yeah, no one goes home. No one leaves this bar. <laughs> Never again. We live here now. All right, thanks, Slurms. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Good times. Weedy wham wham wazzle. But yeah, but, uh, this beer is delicious. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of, like, pretty much everything I've had from vitamin C thus far. Like, I don't know what part of Mass your uh, parents live in, so what areas you're going to be trying to hit breweries. But, like, if you're Western, hit Treehouse. If you're Boston, hit Trillium. If you're South Shore, hit Vitamin C. Yeah, this is uh, this is awesome. My dad grew up uh, splitting time between Boston and Framingham. Uh, nice. And I, I did make him once wait in line at Treehouse and it's the unhappiest I think I've ever seen. Him. <laughs> oh, he, yeah, well, he, Treehouse is kind of brutal in that way. He, we were, <laughs> not we were, anymore. Yeah. yeah. We were back at the old shop, and we were just oh. standing in the mud for like half an hour. And he looks at me with a straight face, and he goes, you're fucking standing in line for beer. And it wasn't even like <laughs> the first time I had made him do it. Like, I made him stand in line back when, uh, when Hetty Topper was still impossible to get anywhere south of New England. Uh, we went to, uh, I forget what liquor store it is, right next to Burlington, the town next to Burlington, and they always have heady topper drops, and I was just like, we're all standing there like 30 minutes before they open, and my dad's just like, alternate dude, like, glowering at his phone and glowering at me, and just like, insulting me, he's like, I was with my best friend at the time, and he just goes, you two are fucking stupid, like, this is <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah. It, uh, remember like, when everybody used to freak out about Hetty Topper, and now it's just like, yeah, like I can get into the bar down the street. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's, it's not a bad beer. It's just like there's better off. stuff out there now. Yeah, there's like, better stuff out there, but like it's so nice to get like to walk into like a shitty bodega and be able to get sip of sunshine or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, it makes you feel kind of special. Yeah, we had there's a. Uh, Chamonix Creek is down here, and they make uh, they make a bunch of good stuff. Some of their stuff's a little hit and miss, but they're consistently pushing out uh, pretty good IPAs. And one of them is there. They used to do it limited. Now it's full time. It's called The Shape of Hops to Come, and it's super whatever juicy, dank, copy and paste. But you can get it for like eleven bucks a four pack. And you're just like, aha! And I drink it nice. like water. <laughs> there you go. That's the right the way name. to do this shit. Yeah. No, I'm really, I, I really like this beer. Like, I've been really into kind of the oat IPAs lately. I, I think mm-hmm. it gives you that same kind of smoothness that the lactose does without having that, like, added sweetness. I agree with that. I'm not a, one of my problems with the New England IPA style was that eventually they got to the point where they were just sugar bombs. And, yeah. like, that's the same problem I have with pastry stouts. It's like, I don't mind big decadent beers, but I mind when they only taste like sugar. Yes. Yeah. Or like boozy sugar, which is actually somehow worse. Um, oh, like the big Belgian beers. 
Oh, a lot of times yeah. I feel like veer into that. I uh, yeah, I got to be in the right mood for something like that. Like every once in a while, I do like crack and open, you know, like a Findemong, but it's definitely not a daily drinker, right? Like hell, even drinking like Golden Monkey gets to be a bit too much once you get to like that third Golden Monkey. <laughs> I always found Golden. It's so funny because Victory's right by here, here being Philly. And it has this, I don't know if there's, I've always been interested in this, is like, if you, if you went to school in Philly and you didn't, and you like were tired of drinking like Four loco, which eventually you get tired of drinking Four loco. <laughs> like what's sort of baby's first high ABV craft beer? Because in Philly it's Golden Monkey. Everyone, once they turn like 20, 21, goes to Golden Monkey because it's 9% and you don't know shit about beer. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and I've always been curious what regional equivalents there are. Uh, I don't think I we mean, have a good regional. I want to say that like my first beer like that might have been like Dogfish Head's Fort on like my twenty first birthday Fort. sunset. Yeah. Oh, I remember Fort. Oh yeah. Oh, it was I mean, bad. The thing I'd is, like, is that she was stringent. Yeah, we're old enough that like we didn't you know there wasn't a huge like craft beer explosion when we started drinking so. Right. You know, we it was sort of like you get what you get. So like, you know, it was like, oh, Dogfish Head and Victory, and like this is new and exciting, and now Rogue it's dead like, guy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, dead guy. I feel like ninety minute. I remember, yeah, I had that. Phase oh yeah, when I when I was really into Rogue for a while, and I was just like, this is the best beer, and then I like rapidly aged out of that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, like the the double dead guy or the Shakespeare Stout. I don't know. Yeah. Rogue was a good. Uh, beginning point i think but yeah we, we've really come like a long road since then like there are breweries that we regularly seem to shit on not because we dislike them we just miss who they were yeah you, yeah you know like yeah, night shift of... is one of those it's like yeah no they're not bad they still do good things but they're not like the uh, holy shit that they used to be yeah, I think a lot of breweries just have a hard time scaling up and continuing to keep the same quality at the same time. So mm -hmm. it's like, uh... and once you sort of like, once you start, I think, like, because, you know, not to like be too cynical about it, but like you open a brewery to at least in part make money. And there's there's the complexity of like, oh, wow, everyone's buying our beer. Like, this is great. We can expand with like, how do we keep the quality and that sort of like hush like because people want to be in on the secret and like you know the there's obviously like sort of related to it maybe not really but like what uh tired hands is going through right now with all their insane bullshit and they've been expanding and expanding and it was just it felt like you know not to wade into the libel waters but it felt like it was a long time coming at least a lot of that shit was with Gene yeah. and I just I wonder like when like Breckenridge got bought and then when like Goose Island got bought and immediately turned to shit you know how do you balance the two things yeah it, it's really tough I mean like it, it I feel like the the bigger something gets you know the bigger egos get so you know you have like like Again, and you know, you have a pretty much a guaranteed audience, so you don't have to keep the quality up, but you also, I think it leaves you more room for um, bad behavior, let's say. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> there, there's been a lot of like articles coming out recently about, you know, 
like people being like blatantly sexist and gross in the brewing industry and it's like wow i am so shocked by this i had no idea that this could possibly be happening are you telling me the bunch of white guys getting together to brew beers in like a very pretentious manner in some ways is going to be have like issues with sexism inside of that community fucking weird (laughs) sorry it's just like (laughs) that there there are so many different like industries that you know it's mostly a bunch of like as a fat white man there are a lot of (laughs) white men out there who are like I now have a modicum of power, so it's just like, yeah, you like this, baby. It's like, no, just because like you're doing something that somebody likes doesn't give you fair reign to just be gross. Yeah. I admit, shit. Uh, as much as I love Rick and Morty, and no, I'm not one of those like fat white guy Rick and Morty fans. It's just awful. Man, there are so many cartoons that just have shit audiences. Like Steven Universe as well great show great messaging but i love that they like address their shit audience with ronaldo it's like don't be a ronaldo (laughs) yeah i mean i admittedly the funniest shit audience is definitely the uh bronies i mean at least they're comical they're instead of just being you know abjectly gross and hard to make fun of it's like no no i can absolutely make fun of you yeah I mean, if you're going to be a furry, just be a furry. Yeah. Right. There's no shame in it. But, like, yeah. this weird halfway stepping stone is, you gotta stop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, speaking of Rick and Morty, this is where I was going with, like, gross people. I am surprised that, like, pardon, uh, Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon haven't been, like, called out hard yet. Because I've heard, like, stories about them from other sources that it's like wow i'm surprised that they still haven't felt that hammer well it's sort of like with uh dan schneider the producer of all those nickelodeon shows where he's like clearly a creep but like there's nothing documented really so it's just like a whisper network and i just like i remember like you know being into beer and being and living in philly like hearing shit about tired hands like five years ago Mm-hmm. Not five, maybe not five, maybe not five, but like a while ago. And the person, the person I knew had been a line cook and tired hands and had quit under these really weird circumstances. And I was talking to her and she was just like, you can't like survive a day without yeah. someone being like fucking disgusting to you. And she's like, I've worked in kitchens. I've worked in kitchens, you know, like all over Philly. And there are like good restaurants and there are bad ones. And just like, you know, tired hands can attract all the talent at once, but like Gene and his wife are are who they are, and I. So I I I I hate tired hands and have hated tired hands for a while now. So like yeah. this is like on a personal like spite level, this is great for me. But like yeah, it's 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 absolutely fucking insane, and like part of it is. Well, we're know, not going to bleep you out because that's just too much damn effort for me. So yeah, there's, say what there's, you will, man. <laughs> there's like there's a there's a brewery west of philly called stouts which is i think the oldest woman-led brewery in the country i may be wrong and like they're the only not the only one i could think of but like i don't know how you address it because it just it feels so baked in like it feels like it's a hobby for white men 
like by white men and i don't know especially like as a white man like i can shut the fuck up and be like no more women should brew and more there's a black owned brewery now in philly but like how do you like because you can obviously like call people out if they say something grotesque you be like dude don't fucking do that but like that's not enough so how do like we as white men like not just shut the fuck up but advance people to those to hold those positions you know, as head brewer or something without them getting like dicked by idiots that look like us. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, unfortunately as a woman, I don't really have any good suggestion there either. Like, you know, people have been like, Oh, how come you've never gotten into the brewing industry? It's like, well, because I want to continue liking beer and I don't want to become totally jaded. So yeah, it's like, I, I feel like that's a quick way to, you know, ruin my enjoyment of, like, an entire, essentially, hobby for me. You know, it's like, I don't know. I, it, it, I feel like it would be much harder to nerd out about things knowing that, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, this brewery has a bunch of gross people working there. And yeah, like, and that's the thing is, Sometimes you know, you just want to eat the steak. Like, I I feel like there are definitely, you know, Tired Hands is a brewery that, like, I actually never got a chance to try anything by. And, you know, it's a it's a bummer because they were, you know, they were really big back when I was into beer trading, like, I don't know, five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. And I just never managed to get my hands on any other stuff. And it's like, well, now now I don't want to like, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's like, uh, you know, it, it just like again white white men ruining things for everyone what why there's it that's and i think a part of it is like what beer to me is one of those hobbies that's so easy for people to be like can we not get political about this can we just enjoy the beer and it's like no because all this shit is tied up in in all this other shit essentially like sexism doesn't just exist in brewing obviously but like one of the things i think beer like there's there's so many things i see like and like my hobbies are like computers beer cars and in each of those hobbies i see these people that are like why do we have to make this political and it's like dude shut the fuck up just consider like that the world doesn't look like you for just half a fucking set you're not gonna die you're not gonna die because someone said to you you can't say it with the hard r but like, I'm the center of attention right now, and I should right. be the center of attention. Why aren't they considering my feelings? Why do I have to consider their feelings? It's like, it's like no. <laughs> you're going to be fine. You're going to yeah. be fucking fine. That's the shit I always want to say to these fucking people when they're like, can we not mean this? It's like, you're not going to die. Like, no one's going to come into your room with, like, a hammer and a nail gun and be like, listen, recite, like, the Black Panther Manifesto right now, or you're going to end up like geez, like like a Jackson Pollock painting. Like, fucking just for 30 seconds, man, just shut the fuck up and be like, wow, I can't believe there are other perspectives than my own. Like, it just yeah. it boggles the mind. But, yeah, I feel like beer is, is like, the perfect – like, we all just want to sit back and enjoy a beer. We don't want to get political. It's also exhausting. And, like, that, you know, that I, is political. <laughs> it's just the yeah. reinforcement. That's the South Park shit. That's just oh, the yeah. reinforcement of the status quo. You're just doing the same thing, but, like, nicely. I feel like everywhere you look right now, though, unfortunately, 
everybody is trying to politicize every single thing that they can. I mean, just talking about this, it makes me think about, you know, Florida and critical race theory and white people are against that being taught because it might make them feel bad about their whiteness. It's like you should fucking feel bad about your whiteness. God damn it. Maybe if you felt worse about it, then maybe you wouldn't less of an asshole. take a yeah, critical yeah. eye. Yeah. How yeah. do you like I, I hate to side with the military of all fucking people, but like General <laughs> Milley being like, no, like you have to like like the fact that like you have to expand your worldview is like an insane position for some people like to some people. I'm just like, no, motherfucker. Like as a Jewish man, like I don't know, like I've I've read Mein Kampf. It was the worst fucking book I've ever read in my life. He just goes on for like 330 pages. You're like, we get it, dude. Like this could have been this could have been 10 pages. This could have been 10 yeah. fucking pages. This could have been a pamphlet. But like, it's important to like, even if you're like from like the conservative end of the spectrum, like why don't you want to like for you, like know thine enemy, like understand the world around you. Like how is that like you're being oppressed now? Uh, attempt to see others through their eyes instead of just the myopic view of your own. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I suspect that if more conservatives actually did kind of do that as a rule, there might be fewer conservatives because I think that, you know, a lot of that conservative viewpoint is based heavily on, you know, willful ignorance. Yes. Oh, yeah. And not me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's... it's like if you can read a bunch of shit and still come out being like, no, I pretty much hate everybody who doesn't look like me. It's like, all right, well, you know, you still suck, but at least you did your homework. Yeah, like that's the that's the to me like the tragic comedy of like Ben Shapiro is this dude is like genuinely very bright, and he uses his intellect to just like show off to the dumbest fucking people who would still have oh, him yeah. executed like tomorrow if they had their way. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and wrote the worst day, book I've ever heard of. <laughs> I still need to listen to that at some point. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but Behind the Bastards <laughs> did like uh of they well, it's actually not the Behind the Bastards. I think it was uh, Worst Year Ever. They read the the Ben Shapiro book, you know, over the course of like a year, and uh, they they just oh my god, they shat all over it. Like it is it is god awful. Like I. I'm glad that they got some fun out of it because it did not like, I think sitting down and reading it would make me blow my brains out. Like mm. it's, it's the, the writing is just that bad. The, the story is that bad. Like Ben Shapiro is probably the worst writer like I've ever seen. And I've seen some bad writers. Oh, is he worse than that guy whose name I can't remember right now who would just churn out the, um, really weird erotica that Chris Hardwick would always talk about on um, At Midnight. Yeah, definitely worse. Wow, that, yeah. that's impressive. Yep. Like, I don't need an editor. Um, even good writers need editors. Uh... <laughs> now I shall leave Earth for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> also, we quote Futurama a lot if you haven't figured that out. I figured that out. Um... All right. Well, I feel like Emily needs to sip, sip, sip it up. Chug, uh, chug, chug. Oh no, chug. E e Emily can't chug. Emily can't chug. So it's sip, 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 sip. <laughs> we like Emily because Emily is great. Emily gets it down in ten, nine, eight, seven. Sit oh, apathetic. <laughs> <laughs>
You did it. <laughs> I you did, did it. it. Now you're, are you ready for the one that you're probably going to end up shitting all over? Which, given, like, things you've already said, yeah, you're probably going to shit all over it. Yeah, you're going to shit all over this. It's going gonna, gonna to be too sweet for you. That's... Beer doesn't need to taste like pie. <laughs> yes, but, it fucking does but sometimes. But this beer tastes just oh, like pie. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh. And crack. <laughs> As I spray myself in the face again. <laughs> Huzzah, this one will last longer because you dislike it. Or it'll last shorter because you dislike oh, it's it. That's fucking terrible. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking got him <laughs> high five vitamin C I'm coming for you there I will be outside your parking lot protesting your beer I have a Red Bull as a palate cleanser though so it's fine that is fucking ghastly that's fucking <laughs> bad yeah all right, so if you go to vitamin C, just don't drink their sours. Stick to their... Uh, I like fruited sours, by and large. This just... This tastes like if I had just poured... Like, you know the syrups you got at IHOP when you were a kid? Yes. Yep. Yeah, if I had just poured that down my throat. That is some IHOP syrup <laughs> shit. That is... That is horrible. I'm going to drink it, but that is horrible. All right, so just so the rest of you know what we're drinking, we are drinking a vitamin C, uh, their Sour Pipe Project Apricot Crumble. It is a pastry beer, a pastry sour. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it tastes like syrup and gasoline. See, the funny thing is, is that, like, I've definitely had sours that make me react the way that you are right now, Liam, but, like... This one does not. Like, I think that the sourness kind of balances out the sweet enough for no. me. Hell no. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> so I personally agree with Emily on this one. But you mentioned that you didn't. fuck yourselves. Podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> Just be grateful we didn't send you the strawberry pancake one. Oh, yeah, you, you would have hated that one a lot more. Yeah, trust me, you'd hate that a lot more. Thanks, <laughs> friends. <laughs> I mean, this is why I sent you one sour, and the rest of it was all IPAs. It you was did. Like, I'm not an, did. I'm not a complete asshole. I to just, your credit, you, know. you did. <laughs> and all those IPAs she sent are delicious. You did say you had the nine, but not I had I just had the nine, and it was it went fast. You yeah. know, I, I found yeah. myself taking these big monster sips, mm -hmm. uh, and it, it was it was the beer. Like, if I could have that as my go-to beer, that would be my go-to beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, like, one of the things, you know, I admire, one of the things I've, I've learned to hate in fruited sours is the, like, 4.1% ABV nonsense. Stop it. Mm. Stop it. Stop it. That's just boozy Gatorade. The thing is, is that... Technically speaking, if you're basing it on a Berliner Weiss style, that's actually pretty standard fare. Oh, I know. But, like, I, so, that's not what I want, Emily. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I totally understand. Like, it, it, yeah. it The, uh, we have a, actually, TJ and I have a Berliner from Connecticut that's a lemon meringue or something. Um, I did actually try that already, but, like, 
definitely lemon less on the meringue so you probably wouldn't hate that one nearly as much i could but deal also, with I, lemon i, I yeah. don't know how you would get meringue across in a beer vanilla since meringue uh, vanilla lactose yeah yeah all right i don't know um, i just feel like it's got a greater richness because of egg white like i, I was yeah, thinking like how do you right. get like a flavor of egg white across in a beer more or less you don't yeah i guess yeah I still want to know what the hell they do with that, like, mango boba beer that we had. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, not super sweet, but apparently when you poured it out, it looked very milky. Yeah, legitimately mm. milky. Like, I have no idea what the fuck they added into it, but it was like, oh man, okay, this feels much more like a, you know, like an actual, like, kind of bubble milk tea thing. It was, uh... A unique and delightful experience. Where was that out of? Oh, shit. Where is that place? Uh, somewhere in Connecticut. My... Yeah, definitely somewhere in Connecticut. Uh, oh. This is what happens whenever I travel for work. Is It's like, oh, where can I go and get beer? Okay. Uh, uh, front porch. Yeah, trust me. My parents grew up in Connecticut and fucked off to Boston immediately for college and never went back. So... <laughs> My dad um, went to Yukon, Yukon Law. Oh, damn. So he, uh, back when Yukon Law was just like in a box somewhere in Hartford. Yep. Pretty, oh God. Yeah, Hartford the branch, like... the branch, baby. Back when they called it the branch. Fuck. <laughs> like seriously, fu like honestly. Man's old. Fuck I'm Hartford. Like, yeah, I like Hartford. Hartford. I like I Hartford. Don't. No, Hartford is, like, the least good city of, like, any city in New England, and it's one of the least good cities I've been to. Like, I would rather go back to Indianapolis than I would rather than go to Hartford. I like Hartford. I like Hartford, and I like New Haven. New Haven I haven't actually been to. That I do need to check out at some point. But like... New, Haven, New Haven has a bunch of old Victorians that are very pretty. And one time, uh, Roz and I... Uh, uh, I, I, I realized at some point that I introduced Roz, like everybody already knows him, but uh, one of my co-hosts, oh, well, there's your problem, Roz, also my former I was going to say, we know who Roz is, but... Yeah, I, I did listen to like a handful of episodes as homework. Starry. Whereas I listened no, no, to they, they, all they were, of were... them, because I support you on Patreon, Thanks, so I listened to all of them. You're Thanks, welcome. They, it was... they were good episodes that I listened to. I think the first one I listened to was... Um the station nightclub because then that was something that like i'm already aware of what it's about so i don't have to like pay attention to you guys don't buy your fireproofing materials from lowe's kids oh yeah, yeah not at yeah. all like there, there's a reason why the stuff that goes in nightclubs because i work i worked <laughs> well pre-pandemic as a nightclub bartender uh and kind of kind it's of I don't know music that don't you yeah okay music you're venue. underselling the middle east it's yeah. it's much more than hey, the middle world. east yeah yep. oh man oh that takes me back uh i have been kicked in the face during one too many mighty mighty boston shows hell yeah i mean yeah if you're gonna do the middle east you do it right so yeah. that's the way to do it um what uh holiday throwdown what do they call that uh fuck is that the halls Home, okay, yeah. Oh, it was Deck the Halls, Hometown Throwdown. Yeah, Hometown yeah, I think it's what they yeah. call it now. But yeah, Deck the Halls when it was at the Middle East still. Because it's not. They grew too big for it. But 
Wow. Wow. Oh, the Middle yeah. East, man. So, Holy yeah, like shit. pre-pandemic, <laughs> I was a bartender at one of the five bars inside of there. Wow. That's the Middle East. Holy shit. Uh, mm-hmm. My brain just, like, turned off. Uh, yeah. Suddenly, no, I want to, suddenly I want a Red Bull vodka. <laughs> Oh man, I like I, I was gonna say I remember I I think I was like nineteen years old. The first time I ever got kicked out of some place was I, I got kicked out of the Middle East for drinking underage because I was dumb enough to order like you know, dumb nineteen year old me was like, I got in, I can drink and was not thinking and like being a dumb nineteen year old ordered a Midori sour and it's like, Oh yeah, because nobody's gonna fucking notice that you're <laughs> drinking alcohol, you dumb asshole. Like and it's like, uh, yeah, you need to leave. And it was like, shit. Can I at least finish this first? <laughs> but I made yeah, them a Dory uh, sour really- that tipped them off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least you didn't get a Long Island. I mean, as a bartender, fuck you if you get a Long Island. My uh, I mean, my girlfriend's younger sister uh, drinks Long Island. We all did just, it. I I. I will say I never had the Long Island phase. I had the uh, whiskey ginger double to the face phase. Okay, that I support. Like, I, I think TJ and I both went through a Grateful Dead phase. Which, yeah, like you, more Grateful Dead than Long Island. Yeah, but, but you're, pretty you're, much you're, the same thing, but with more booze and taste. That's better. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> is like you're shitting all over people who do Long Islands, and yet oh, yeah. you're effectively doing a Long Island, but like fruitier. That's it. Yes. Like you're adding shampoo and blue shampoo and blue curacao just so it has some color and it looks fancy and it's like you're still fundamentally drinking a Long Island like so you know no it's called a different thing has more booze it is called a different thing (laughs) god damn I haven't had one of those in so fucking long I'm sure that it would taste fucking disgusting to drink now oh Jesus nothing but like sugary booze yeah like I I moved on from that shit real quick. Yeah. Did you like that's what made you? Did you? Did you? This is this is did less you? sweet. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> Swear to God, this is definitely less sweet. Although, that's the thing is, I can actually enjoy sweetness in beers as long as it's not like that weird cloying shit that you get no. from like overly malted stuff. Like, no. if you're adding sweet stuff to a beer, like offends me less because it's like okay you know this is it's like you're trying to make it taste like the thing you're talking about so like i i kind of get that but like you know when you have like a like a triple ipa that's like got that like cloying sweetness from the malt underneath it's like no you've done this wrong and you're bad and you should feel bad there's uh the the only good double ipa well double quotes uh flying dogs uh double dog which varies anywhere from eleven and a half to thirteen percent, depending on batch. But like and that's that's not a double. That's a triple. That's a triple. Raging yeah. bitch is already a double. Yeah, it just doesn't say that it's a double. No, this is flying dog logic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so double six and a half percent. I I respect flying. I know the owner can be kind of a weird dude with his weird libertarian Colorado takes, but like. I, I mean, appreciate the flying libertarian Colorado, but <laughs> co- Colorado oh, so good. libertaire. Yeah, I I appreciate yes, yes. I appreciate that he's just like 
All beers are between 12 and 18%. We will not be taking questions at this time. Good luck, uh, you fuckers. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, if you can make a high ABV beer that isn't, like, too sweet or too boozy, like, I will drink it. But, like, mm-hmm. very few people seem to be able to tackle that. Um, I actually local. had a... Tr- yeah, I mean, I, I had a triple IPA semi-recently that was a collaboration between Definitive and Maine and then Vitamin C, who we're drinking right now, and we were drinking at the beer that you would actually enjoy it as well. Um, and, like, that didn't have any... I had no problems with that. It was like, okay, like, I could actually, like, sit here and drink this, and it's kind of scary, but then I've had other triple IPAs that it's just, like... You, it it tastes like you basically turned you know barley into a malt liquor like a yeah. like a like a hard alcohol and it just tastes fucking gross and sweet and ugh like I had a stout whose name I'm totally blanking on. I will say I actually kind of respect the Southern tier dessert stouts because they're yeah. very honest about what they're trying to do. Yes. Oh yeah, they they are upfront. Like this is a caramel creme brulee stout. It's right. like, all right, it's really fucking sweet, but I get that. That's what you're, you're going accomplishing. for. You're doing yeah. exactly what you said you were going to do. And I can't hate you for like, I respect it. Like if that's, if that's, and like, I, I do have a soft spot for their, uh, the, the chocolate one. I think that's like um, 10 or 11. And like, I understand it, 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 it tastes like chocolate. It's overly sweet, but like every so often, every six months when I'm in the mood for like a, a dessert beer that'll knock me on my ass. I just get a four pack of that, and then I just let it ride. Uh, and then I'm just going on. Tinder, I'm just going on Tinder doing stuff. <laughs> or Twitter, not Tinder. Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. You just outed yourself I mean, and your girlfriend right I, nearby I was gonna say, that you are actively seeking alternative partners through. I was going to say, I was going to say, I will totally, I like, I can totally see like getting drunk and going on Twinder and just, Tinder and just Twinder. being like, yeah. And just being like, ah, fuck. Yeah. This will be funny as shit. Let's talk to some people. Like, you know, this is oh, I've done that. It's, oh, like, I've done that. It, it's like, it, you know, like I, I, I was never smart enough to like save up that library of like unsolicited dick pics that some women were smart enough to save because it's like when you get an unsolicited dick pic, what you should do is send one back. And like I've never managed, you know, never managed to pull that off. And it's like, oh man, it's like quick, somebody give me a dick pic so I can like send it to some random dude on Tinder. <laughs> My opener on Tinder many years ago used to be uh, a picture of Richard Nixon. Hell yeah. And then I would follow it immediately with sorry about the dick pic. <laughs> that is a nice. perfect fucking opening. I have absolutely done that in conversation. Like, except no, I sent a picture of the Nixon tattoo on the ba- on Roger Stone's back. Even so better. <laughs> so I feel like I kind of win. I'm just saying. You do. I yeah. can see defeat. Yeah. Like, it was like, okay, yeah, fine. We're, we're, I'm sending you a dick pic. It's Roger Stone's back. You should have saved him, Emily. You should have saved him. You could have made a coffee table book by now. Yeah. <laughs> just probably. beautiful binding. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just unsolicited. like. Unsolicited. And it's just, uh, yes, that would be a perfect name. And they're just all like janky dicks. And it's From like, the library yeah. of Emily Schick. <laughs> It's never the guys with like pretty dicks that send you dick pics. There are no, no pretty it, dicks. There are no, no pretty yeah. dicks. The human body is fucking repulsive. 
the human body is pretty repulsive, but there are like, okay, pretty is a relative term here. Like there are definitely like more attractive dicks and then ones that are like, oh shit, please keep the lights off every time I see this. Mm. Which is, I just always like thinking about us as like bone mechs with meat armor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. there's this really funny i this joke i was like which is like you know my my wife was yelling at me and she was like you know it's like all women share it's or all men share a brain but i couldn't respond to her because it wasn't my turn to use the brain (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean yeah like there there's definitely an element of that with a lot of guys at least like it, it like and I think that that's what's one of those things that's tough as dating about dating as a woman is like trying to sift through guys until you find one that like actually has his own brain to use. Like they're, they exist. They exist. It's just a matter of actually catching one at the right time, you know, when they're in season. Like a beautiful little truffle. You know, I, uh, it's, it's funny because I think, Genuinely, like, there, there are so many things about... And, like, dating as a fat man can be tricky. Because, like, you're dealing with your own insecurities and, like, aware that the women you're dating... Like, you don't want to project your insecurities onto them. But, right. like, that's that's hard because, like, as a, as a big guy, you have to sort of, like, take a step back and say, okay, like, I'm aware that, like, maybe I'm not, like, the best-looking dude or whatever. That was beautiful. Uh, but, like, dating... Dating as a man is so fucking funny because, like, I have, I have said this multiple times. Every woman that I've ever seriously pursued, I have dated. I I am batting a thousand. And it's just, like, women never want to talk to you. I just, like, they hate you because you're fat. It's like, no, all you have to do is be nice and funny. And, like, actually be nice like, and funny. You don't yeah, even actually have to be, be- nice and funny funny just like have a modicum of self-confidence yeah. instead of just projection of your self-loathing on uh, other people no oh, you yeah. kind of do like, need the nice uh, and funny part too yeah. but like the self-confidence is key like yeah. i yeah. but like not and then but then don't like don't take it too far in the other direction because right. i you know it's like i've definitely encountered plenty of guys that are just like well you know if you don't want to you know if you're not willing to do exactly what i say then fuck you and it's like cool i'm totally down so fuck you buddy bye like you know i think a lot of it is self-awareness more than self-confidence like i said like you know i'm i'm you know i'm not somebody who would go out at a bar and like try to spit game because that's just not who i am like that's not yeah because like a we're in this loud ass bar b you're probably having a good time with your friends like i don't want to interrupt that like i'd feel weird but like you know, if you come over and talk to me, it's like, okay, well, now I know, like, you're at least maybe possibly interested in me. I can, like, make this work. Like, let me, you know, buy you an appetizer. That is my dating tip. That is Liam dating tip number one. You never buy a girl a drink. You always buy her an appetizer. Because even if she's not interested in you, what did you get? Mozzarella sticks. Fuck yeah. That is... All right. That's actually, that's like, solid. an awesome dating tip. So yeah. you hear it, heard it here, guys. Like, Pro tip, buy apps, not drinks. Oh, I, that, it, the one time, I, I will say, my, my, my sample size is not very big, but uh, the one time I ever tried to do that, it worked flawlessly. It was like, hey, like, you're pretty cute, you know, blah, 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 blah. Do you want me to buy you an appetizer? And she's like, 
aren't you going to buy me a drink? And I was like, no, 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 no. Do you want an appetizer? And I remember I was talking to this girl and she was like, just whole hogging these mop sticks with like, <laughs> like with like the, 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 the marinara, like right here. And she's like, so what do you do? And I was like, this is the best day I've ever had in my whole fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> That would be the best day I've ever had in my fucking life if I was the one eating the mozzarella sticks. So hell yeah, I, yeah, I was like, it, it works. It works because a you're not coming across as like coercive or like yeah. weird or like hey, I need to ply you with liquor so you'll even talk to me. She's like, hey, do you want food? Who doesn't like mozz sticks? Even if she thinks you're gross, and she's like, no thanks. You have mozz sticks. You have, you have come out ahead. Hell yeah, like. I don't. It's. I definitely feel like the, uh, especially when you get older, like the game kind of gets stepped up a little bit. Because I'm trying to think, like, so Liam might have no idea how much of like our old shit you've listened to. Probably like one episode, if any. Um, yeah. So hopefully not episode I, thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was the audio was real bad. Uh, our episode thirteen was cursed too. We had to re-record it three times. We we ended up like, although technically our thirteen was our fourteen because we had the lost lost episode. Yeah. So actually, I got a question for you. So is your episode thirteen the like bridge disaster episode that you uh, plug at the end of every one, or is no. that a different episode? No, that just, just doesn't exist. Joke. It never it will. Stop that! Don't don't take the curtain off. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. See, well, that was my thought. Is it just like the running gag of next time, or yeah? That oh, that's that's a joke. Oh, yeah, that's a joke. The best. No, uh, we had an actual lost episode, which did get re-released uh, eventually, but we actually had recorded in episode thirteen, and it was cursed, and like the audio was unusable, and all this shit, and we ended up re-releasing it. I think it's like episode like thirty something. We eventually got the guest back on. But, uh, yeah, for those of you who are not familiar, uh, I guess I'll, I'll plug the show for 30 seconds. Is, well, there's your problem. Yeah. Is an engineering disasters podcast with a leftist view. So a lot of what we talk about is the failures of capitalism, the failures of capital, um, the ignorance and willful, I will say, malice of building owners, the uh, people who are supposed to know better, People who choose not to know better, uh, people like Union Carbide, abject or greed in terms yeah, of uh, abject like greed, avarice, yeah. More money, yeah. Uh, and the other podcast I'm on is uh, Lions Led by Donkeys, which is a military history podcast again with a leftist uh, slant. We'll say uh, the actual co-host fucked off to Korea for nine months, so you get Liam. All right, cool. Yay, cool. Liam! Uh, I'll Yay, have Liam. to check that out. Oh, yeah. Yay, Liam! Yeah. I was told that we were supposed to do that at some yeah, point. You got to do that. My girlfriend, a couple weeks ago, she does not listen to my podcast. God bless her. Uh, <laughs> and she she asked me, to my face, why is everyone on Twitter saying, yay, Liam? And I'm just like, do you, one episode. Just one. Yeah. Just sit through the two and a half hours. <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously. Like, first off, your podcast is fucking hilarious. Like, Thank you. I mean, like, I, I, oh man, I've I, only I've only listened to like four or five episodes ish at this point. That's okay. That's, and that's honestly, more than the I world would, average. I, I want to like listen to more of them because I find uh, all three of you very entertaining. Uh, I can tell that Roz is your one who like keeps you guys in check, 
and like Alice, she seems like a bit of a wild card, and you're just kind of the guy that gets pissed off at people on Twitter (laughs) or like the YouTube comment section. I just like, ah, fuck you. You, You're like the old man on the, uh, uh, old man on the porch. Uh, think of it as a a podcast enforcer. Yeah. I just like, I, I I, I, I do enjoy your role though. I think a lot of it is like, you know, the thing you have to remember about these people and these corporations and, and these sort of systems is that you have to stay pissed off all the time. And it's yeah, really yeah. exhausting. And it's like, exhausting. It is exhausting. Yeah. But, like, one of the things that always, like, that pisses me off, you know, when you got, and, like, people were very aware of it. But, like, once Joe Biden won, it was, like, all these problems didn't exist anymore. And it was, like, no, like, shit is still bad. Like, shit's real fucked up. And, like, you have to be yeah. pissed off about it because that's how you get complacent. And, like, you should still be pissed off that, like, why aren't migrant parents being reunited with their kids? Why do we have a border yeah. at all? Like, why do we yeah. – like, why, why, why are we still selling cages. arms to Saudi Arabia? Um, why are we allowing yeah. – right, well, let's not get you cages anymore. Right. Like, you have to – like, the thing that, that I believe about whether it's your the thing that I, I try to tell people more or less on every writing. episode is, like, you have to always stay pissed off. Yeah. yeah, I have to always stay pissed off, and like, I mean, like, let yourself not be pissed off for a little while because right. it's always like it's, it's hard on the soul to always be pissed. It's off. Draining, but like, like you, you still need to, like, you still need to, like, keep trying to fight for. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of it is I got so tired of this hippy dippy like love is love, blah blah blah, love wins bullshit. Where like, you know, I and like, listen, man, like, I fucking went out. Because I live in Pennsylvania, I went out and I voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016, and then I threw up in yep. my trash can. <laughs> and uh, you know, and, and it's just like, it's I, mean, like I still stick by that she was legitimately one of the most qualified candidates that we've ever she had was. in the history of our country. Yeah. And she would have been doesn't fine. mean to like her. Yeah, she, she would have been, been fine. fine. And Joe she would have is... been way better than the like dumpster fire that we yeah. had, had for those four years instead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you could, you could like the like that's one of the things. And like, listen, I'm an anarchist. Like, I don't really believe the state is legitimate at all. But like, you know, you have. It's like there is. Am I going worse. to? Am I going to improve? Like, I you have to look at it through the lens of is X going to get better or is Y or is X going to get worse? Like under a Joe mm-hmm. Biden presidency, X is going to get better by like. Tiny little, tiny little increases, but like well, I'm going to vote. The Democratic Party wants to have well, Joe Manchin wants I, to have bipartisanship. That there doesn't isn't bipartisanship. Exist. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It, no, it, no, it doesn't. And unfortunately, these people are fucking the, laughing at you, dude. Like it's the right that is oh, yeah. the problem. Like even our quote unquote left in this country is like globally right of center. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. like yeah, we're not really asking for much. We're just asking for like to, to be treated as humans. Yeah, I just think people, people should like... go to should be able to go to the doctor even if they don't have a fuck. Like, I can't believe that's like the thing that always blows my mind. It's like I feel like a crazy person. Not be tied yeah. to no. You aren't no, a crazy person. Like it should not be tied to your job at all. Like it, honestly, you know I. But like we like, also like, need UBI. We like there's. If I ruled America, there's so many things I'd change. You would need First, one of those bullet rid of the electric colleges. Sure, I, I would need I would need like a Pope mobile, like circa '96. John, I would I would get a Pope mobile and then I put a 50 cal on it, and I would <laughs> man the- <laughs> fuck yeah, turn that shit into a technical. 
Oh, if you haven't listened to our technical bonus episode, please subscribe to the WTYP <laughs> Oh, I definitely have. And I'm I'm saying this right now. I'm pretty sure that a Pope Mobile within a mounted 50 caliber counts as a technical. It's a technical. I yeah. will say, uh, I was talking to Roz the other day about like, what's your favorite episode? And I think genuinely like the college episode and the Protestantism episode, in terms of just like, Sheer fucking weirdness. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, also, we did an episode on beer, which you can find at our Patreon, uh, which goes on for three and a half hours. Originally, that recording was four and a half hours. An hour got cut because we are, at the end, too incoherent. Yeah, I can see that. Like, it's one of those things that was like, oh, man, it would be super fun to, like, invite, you know, all of you on this podcast. But it was like, shit, I have no idea how to ship beer to Scotland. So I think I'm just fucked in terms of getting Alice on here. Like, it's like, I I, I want to, but, like, I, I also cannot think of a single New England beer that I've ever seen in the UK. So, uh... Yeah, we'd have to yeah, do like yes. a, we'd have to do like a brew dog yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. A brew dog episode would at least be interesting. I, uh, yeah, I, 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 we got a write up from someone, oh, hyper hyper allergenic, which is like one of those just like BuzzFeed esque like write up sites, and they they did one on well, there's your problem, but didn't I've like talk to us. Never heard of that. Talk yeah. talk oh, to us sorry. about it, and uh, they. They were like, yeah, so bonus episodes uh, critique uh, college, something else, and like even the entire existence of Protestantism. We're like, yeah, that's right. We got three hours of nothing to do, baby. Hell yeah. And I listened I, to all this of be- it. This beer has not gotten any better. I mean, for me, this beer hasn't gotten any worse, so... Uh, and I, and you know, I'm, I'm an avid sour fan. Like I, again, reminder that I purposely sent this to you because I figured that you would shit all over it in a hilarious You're way. Right. I just, it's like I said, if I held a syrup canister to my mouth like this, that's what it is. And like, it makes me pucker, but I'm like, yeah, like I do like to their credit, I feel like I'm drinking an apricot crumble to what yeah. is not their credit. It tastes like, butt. so like, it's not to your palate. But what they're trying to do, they accomplish well. Yeah, they accomplished it fantastically. It's just that it also tastes like butt. I mean, that's the thing, though, is now I'm like, oh, man, there's a part of my brain that's going like, oh, if you want something that fucking tastes like syrup, I can find you a thing that tastes like syrup. And you, you know my address, Emily. I <laughs> sure do. Mail me beer. I'll Venmo you. <laughs> I will mail you beer anytime you want, man. Thank you. I am I am grateful that you were willing to come on and happy to help supply you with delicious this has been fun. beer. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna try to get some vitamin C. Uh, you know what's so so funny though? For whatever reason, I never looked up where they were. And this one guy I follow, I think on Instagram or Twitter or somewhere, is always posting about vitamin C. He's or no, he's not on tap. He's always drinking vitamin C. And I was just like, this guy lives on the East Coast. This brewery's out in California. Like, do they ship? And it was like constantly. I was like, and then I, I realized Weymouth, Massachusetts. I was like, ah, ah, someone's just mulling it to him. This makes more sense now. 
Yeah, that makes a whole lot more sense. But like, that's impressive that like vitamin C is making it out there. That means that like it probably has some good cred in like the trading groups, which uh, yeah, it, I'm, I'm it, sadly not in the. I don't have my finger on the pulse of the trade game anymore. But it makes me wonder if it's Aku. <laughs> Uh, does Aku still live in this area? Uh, no, I think that he joined his wife out on the West Coast. Oh, but I know oh, that he yeah, still yeah. owns a home in Rochester and still has connections with Vitamin C, so they could potentially mail him beer direct. That's not fair. Through, not through USPS, because that's illegal. Yeah, you do it through FedEx or UPS, where it's just against their policies, and then you write fragile snow globes. We are not a podcast about teaching people how to engage in beer trade. So However. definitely, you know. <laughs> However, I mean, we, I, oh my God, I, I don't know if you listened to the episode that came out yesterday, but I was talking a whole bunch about like, it was like, well, the one time I did use USPS was when I was shipping it to Hawaii and it would have been like 50 bucks to do it through like through FedEx, but I could have done it. I, I did it through uh, USPS flat rate shipping. And it was like, well, breaking the law for saving $30. <laughs> I will do that. I will break the law for 30 fucking dollars. Are you kidding me? And then she woke up and realized it all existed inside of a snow globe. I punched a mailman. That's federal, maybe. <laughs> Hell yeah. The, uh, the postal service cops are going to come take me down. Yeah. Those fuckers my, are uh, serious. Compound. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. But those, they are very serious. You do oh, not yeah. want to commit mail fraud. No. Like they, they will come to your home at two in the morning while you're asleep in bed with semi-automatic weapons <laughs> and drag you the fuck out and you'll be Did you mail bear? Did you mail bear? We told you. Is yeah. this the FBI coming for me? But no. It's the Postal it's Inspection the USPS Police. You're like, oh, it's just the FBI. Oh, fuck, it's the Postal Cops. Okay. Goddamn, run! That's, That's when I, you dive out the window. Yes. I always figured, I and I've told people this, not that they were committing federal crimes, but like, the government has more time than you do. I oh, promise yeah, you, the government has more time than you do. When we were when we were incorporating the podcast, Ross was like, eh, "I don't know." It's like, listen, I'm not going to jail for tax fraud because Uncle Sam will get his money, and they don't care how. Yeah, I mean, I mean as long as it's little enough money. If it's too much, they're not going to put in the man hours to right. actually accomplish that most of the time. But they'll come after you for your like twenty bucks. Like they'll come after you hard for your twenty bucks. That twenty will become two hundred. That's absolutely right. But yeah. Yeah. And Luckily, so far, they haven't paid attention to shit stick nobodies like us. I was going to say, and unfortunately, it, it, it tends to somehow involve a lot of, like, anal probing that you just really don't expect. Not that I'm mad about it. That's... Yeah. If, no. God, if God didn't want me to be gay, why did he put his my G-spot up my ass? There you go. I mean, you know, it's like, and, and, and who better to do that stuff with than the federal government? That at least the probe will be sanitized. Well, you hope. You know, they might not have had time between you and the last guy, so. <laughs> Just me and Steve bonding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're bonded for life now, buddy. Buddy, if you will. Mm, Butty. Very yeah. nice. 
Thank very, you. very, very nice. I like that. I feel like I just want to like, like get a scraper and just scrape it off my tongue. <laughs> yeah, you might have to hit one of those other IPAs uh, just to. Uh, I got my palate cleanser, like beer. Emily. Uh, oh, yes. Well, that's, um, that's fair. Th this episode is brought to you not in part by Red Bull. Uh, <laughs> Red Bull, it gives you wings. It gives you wings. Um, <laughs> oh, it sure does. And, and I find it funny that you're complaining about sweetness of beer, but Red Bull, that, that's that's totally fine. <laughs> well, so yeah, Red here's Bull the is thing. sweet as fuck, dude. <laughs> here's the thing. Is that I know what I'm getting out of Red Bull. My body is attuned <laughs> for it. You know, I don't perceive it to be that sweet. This shit, it's it's not it's the it's the weird sweetness followed by the puckering sour that sort of fucks me up. Oh, so maybe it'd be better with something that like was sweeter and not as sour. Maybe I'm I like thinking that, I feel like uh, I like sours or sweet things, pie. but like having them together. I had an apple pie wild sour. When I was in Pittsburgh a few months ago. And it was the most bizarre thing I'd ever had. Because you got this. It tasted like apple pie. And you got the pucker. And you were just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, I mean. I want to say I would like that more than that uh, spiked whatever oh, apple pie that we had. Spiked apple pie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, spiked what? smoothie. Yeah. Oh. Like like that. While oh. I didn't appreciate it, it was. Very I'm gonna leave sweet, you two for a second. I'm going to the bathroom. What it was trying to. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was gonna say we should probably wrap up soon, but now we. Got yeah, to I was. Back. It's uh, fine. No, we'll just go fuck ourselves. All right. So here's a question for you. Uh, yeah. If you were stuck on a desert island and had the entire catalog of any band, oh, you're breaking artist, up! Oh, you're breaking up! Oh, you're breaking up! Individual artist from any band, but you also get like everything else in their catalog. Who would you choose? Say the question again. You were breaking up. Oh, apologies. I uh, the question is: If you were stuck on a desert island, you have the entire catalog of any band or artist. Um, and it could be a individual artist from a band, but then you get everything else that they've done in yeah. terms of music as well. Who would you choose? Bad Religion. All right. Bad Religion is a good choice. I know that Emily would appreciate the hell out of that one. It's a question that we've been asking ourselves for a while. Emily and I have our answer. It's RJD2, uh, which Philly represent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, we realized that a correct answer is Dave Grohl, because then you get, like, Nirvana, Nirvana Queens of the Stone Age, them, the DJ them Crooked Vultures, yeah. Them Crooked Vultures. Like, you, you get a lot of music if your answer is Dave Grohl. Emily, you'd appreciate his answer to the question, uh, if you'd like to say it again, Liam. Uh, bad Religion was my answer. That was uh, actually one of my two original answers. Like, I have to admit, though, that Dave Grohl probably is... Oh, if there's a you? correct answer to that question, it's probably Dave Grohl, but, like, oh, I'm still that's not the direction I would go in with it either. Like, mm -hmm. well, actually, no. So even better than Bad Religion, Greg Graffin. Because same deal, if you're picking the artist, 
then you actually get Greg Graffin's solo stuff too. So like, if you don't feel like listening to punk, you want to like kind of mellow out with a little bit of like kind of depressing, but awesome Uh-oh. Americana sort of stuff. Oh, like, Emily, Emily, we've, we've lost Liam. Oh yeah. Um, well folks, I guess we should just wrap it up then because I'm still getting the rest of it. Hello. So hopefully, uh, I've been TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick and our very special guest, Liam Anderson from the, uh, um, um, well, there's your problem. Well, there's your problem. I don't know why I keep on playing that name. I apologize, guys. I do really enjoy that podcast. Uh, but yeah, uh, check us out on Facebook and Twitter and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and I think Spotify. Uh, donate to us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash N-E-B-R. That's the initials of our show, New England Beer Reviews, N-E-B-R. Um, and we swear to God we're going to do stuff on like Instagram and, and Twitter. Twitter. Um, yeah. I keep thinking I should post a picture of the beer that exploded in my Ah, uh, yes. We in, didn't in my mention Emily's beer explosion, but a beer explosion picture is a good idea. So, hey, check it out. Yeah, we we're were just like... a picture of a beer explosion. We were just watching a movie the other night, and it was and like... Kablam. And it was like, I mean, you know, TJ's like through Zoom going, what? And it's like... No, that was, it's like, no, nobody shot a gun in my kitchen. That was a beer exploding. I'm familiar with this noise. I'll mm. be right back. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this is the end. This is the end of the show. Please stop listening now. There's nothing beyond this point. Goodbye. Goodbye.